all over the world, and he's doing it through uh, one man right here called Felito. Welcome him. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> um, it's a great joy to be here today um, and to be encouraged about what the Lord is doing also here in America. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's really good because God is going to do even more. And so um, I'm going to share with you quickly some stories um, because I know that we're going to have a good time, more of his presence uh, tonight. So um, I'm going to share stories as um, Pastor was saying that I do crusades. That's my main thing in Mozambique. Uh, for five years, I was... Um, uh, with Iris Ministries as the outreach director, doing crusades in the northern Mozambique, and now I'm doing all over Mozambique and South Africa. And um, I will share first quickly. You show there. You saw there the sign. I mean, the saying that Africa on Fire Ministries. And I will quickly share with you um, about that. Um, you know, one day I was praying. And as I was praying, I had a vision, and the vision started with a question that the Lord asked me. And the question was, can you measure the fire? And so I was trying to understand what that means, you know. The Bible says that uh, our God is a consuming fire. And also, you know, in Leviticus, it talks about uh, the fire burning continuously upon the altar, and it will not go out, which was the presence of God in that place. And so how can you measure the fire when God asked me this question? So I'm trying to understand that. But suddenly my eyes were open. And I saw, you know, like a big uh, pot, like a clay pot coming down from heaven. And it had uh, big flames of fire in it. And uh, it fell on the ground. And the fire that was on it began to spread very quickly to every direction. And at the same time, I saw the continent of Africa being covered by fire. And the fire was coming from the south, going all the way up. And then God asked me a question. Do you want to be part of this? And when he asked me that question, I felt so small, so, you know, like I'm not qualified to do this. It's very big. And, but the Holy Spirit made me realize that, you know, God is not looking for my ability to do it, but my availability. So if I'm available, God is going to do it through me. And so when I realized that, I said, yes, I want to be part of this. And God said to me that my job was to take this fire to the main places in Africa. And just as I saw the fire spreading and uh, very quickly, so it will be. And so, uh, and it was in that day that God put so much passion in me to see the lost come home. And so that's why it's Africa on fire. So I'm going to share with you a story uh, of, uh, I sent someone in a village to go and get permission for us to do a crusade 
And this is a Muslim village. And so uh, the person that I sent there, got there, talked to the chief of the village. And the chief of the village said no. So when he said no, I didn't know that the chief of the village said no. So we come, you know, driving a long way to get there. I have someone who has been in outreach with me. Where is she? Oh, there she is. Yes. So it's a long way to get to the village. So we get to the village. There I have a big team. And when we get there, the guy that I sent, he comes to me and he says, the chief said no. So I said, well, we can't go back, you know. Um, I have to talk to the chief. So he took me to go and talk to the chief. And when I talked to him, he said, you know, I already told this man that I'm not going to let you do anything in this village. This is a Muslim village, and I'm the leader of the village and the leader of the mosque in the village. So there's no hope for you. Go home. (laughs) So I said, well, you know, he told me what you said, but we only came here, you know, to show the Jesus film and to preach the gospel and to heal the sick. And he said, what? To heal the sick? I said, yeah, we came here to show the Jesus film, preach the gospel, and to heal the sick. And then he said, really? Heal the sick? I said, yeah, we came here to show the Jesus film, <laughs> preach the gospel, and heal the sick. And then he said, I mean, is it possible to heal the sick? I said, yes, but we have three things, you know. We first, we show the Jesus film, <laughs> we preach the gospel, and then we heal the sick. And then uh, he went and there was other men with him that are leaders also with him in the village. So he talked to them and, and then he comes back to me and he said, I mean, is it possible to heal the sick? I said, yes, it's possible. And so he said, okay, um, I, we want to see that happen. So we'll let you do what you came here to do. So I said, thank you. So we went and we set up uh, the sound system and the truck and everything. And a big crowd comes, about 6,000 people come to that place. And so, you know, the presence of God was very strong uh, that you could feel just that, that the Holy Spirit is already moving in this place. And so, uh, show the Jesus film during, that's during the Jesus film, you know, you could see that God is already moving. And then the time comes, uh, after the Jesus film, I go up to go and preach. So I preach, I'm preaching. And as I was preaching, uh, they decide to interrupt my message. So there was a group of young men on that side. They raised their hands and their voices, and they say, I want my sins to be forgiven. So I said to them, I'm not done with my message. (laughs) You know, but I can see that you're ready to come to the kingdom of God. And so, you know, we're going to, we had time to pray for them and lead them to Jesus. And after that, I said, you know, the Jesus that I'm talking about is a healer. You know, Jesus saves and he delivers and he heals. And so he wants to do that. So I called people with back problem and we had about six people and we prayed for them and they were instantly healed. And then, 
And then uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about uh, someone who was deaf. So I said, if you're deaf, come forward. And of course, the deaf can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> but a mother comes running with a boy. Uh, he's, uh, he was deaf. She, was, she said, this is my son. He's eight years old. And he's, he's deaf. So I always ask them a question, you know, in Africa because they're Muslims and everything. So the question is, do you believe that Jesus will heal your son? So they don't think that I'm the one who heals. Do you believe that Jesus will heal your son? She said, yes, I believe. So we pray for this boy and as we, uh, we're praying, and then I went like this and, you know, he started moving. He could hear. And so when this happened, everyone is rejoicing, everyone is happy. And then I look on that side. Guess who was next to me? The chief of the village. So he is there. So I said, well, it's happening, you know. And then he said, yes, I can see. Can I say something to my people? I said, yes. So I gave him the microphone and he comes up and he says, 25 of June. 25 of June is the name of the village, okay. So I said, 25 of June, what you have seen today, it's real. Because there is no man who can do these things unless God is with him. So when I heard that, when I, heard that I was shocked because, you know, this guy is a Muslim leader, okay? He's not just the chief of the village, he's a Muslim leader. And he recognized that the kingdom of God has come to his village. And so this was good. And so when he said that, you know, I saw that this is good. So um, I went down to continue uh, to pray for the sick. And he said, you know, if you're sick, come, you know, they're going to pray for you and you will be healed. So I, I was like, I'll just let him talk because I'm enjoying to hear the Muslim leader preaching the gospel now. So... He keeps talking, so I went down and continued to pray, you know, with everyone else who was with me. But then a man comes running from a village, and when he gets uh, uh, there, he says, I was not here during the Jesus film. I was not here, you know, um, when you were speaking. I was in my house. I did not, I didn't want to come. But I started to hear people saying that they're being healed and everything. So I came because I have my daughter. Um, Her name is Augusta. And Augusta is blind. She's seven years old. She was born blind. So uh, I brought her so you can pray for her. So I asked the question, do you believe that Jesus will heal your daughter? He says, that's why I brought her. I said, well, that's good. So... We pray, you know, with everyone. Um, we, we're praying for this girl. And as we were praying, I was moving my hand like this in front of her. And suddenly, Augusta starts to follow my hand, you know, everywhere. And everyone, you know, they look and see this. And then she turned and she looked that way because that's where we had the track and the platform and everything. And so she was born blind. She's never seen any light before. So she looked that way, you know, that's where the light was. And the father saw her moving and saw everything that happened, but he wanted to hear from her saying what happened. 
So he's holding her and he says, Augusta, can you see? And Augusta, she turns and she looks at him and she says, yes, I can see you. And so this was really encouraging. This was good. This really touched my heart too because I realized that this girl, she knew that she was there because her father brought her to that place. She knew she was safe because she was, her father was holding her. But she only knew his voice. She's never seen his face. And this was the very first time when she said, I can see you. That's when she saw her father's face. So this was, this was uh, really good. So, you know, at the end, that Muslim village, you know, many people uh, giving their hearts to Jesus. And so it was great joy. We're getting ready to go. So we pack everything. I get in the, in the truck and I hear someone knocking on the window. So I come out. I see he's the chief of the village. So I shake his hand and I say, thank you for letting us do what we came here to do. You know, and he said, I just came to say that your God is God. I said, well, that's, that's good. That's good. I know, I know that. But do you want Jesus in your life? And the chief of the village gave his heart to Jesus that day. I'm not done yet. So, (laughs) this chief of the village gave his heart to Jesus. And he went to the Irish Ministries Bible School. And today, he's the pastor of the church that was planted in that village. That's the end of the story. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to share with you another story. Um, You know, as uh, Lani was talking, you know, this has to be our everyday thing. Everywhere we go, everywhere we are, that's what we are called to do. You know, this the Bible says these signs will follow those who believe. The problem that we have is that in the church, you know, this, uh, it's full of unbelieving believers, you know, and God wants us to be believing believers, people who believe, really believe. And so to be believing believers, that's what God has called us to do. So everywhere we are, everywhere we go, there has to be a demonstration of the power of God. That's what God has called us to do. You know, there's many things that's happening uh, here here, they, they, you know, there has other names, New Age and all of that, you know, and people are, 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 are looking for something, you know, spiritual and all of that. But we have the real thing because we have the Holy Spirit. And the problem that we have is that many of us, God has given us gifts and everything is there, but it's not being used. And it's time for that gift to become active in the name of Jesus. I'm going to share with you this story. This just happened. Uh, no, I'll share the one that happened like a month ago because I was in Brazil. I was uh, in, a, in a place called Salvador. And so I was ministering. So after the church service, they took me to a house to pray for a man who had cancer uh, somewhere, a tumor in his brain. 
And so uh, he's been, uh, they've taken it out twice. And then the third time the doctor said that there was no, nothing that can be done for him. And so they gave him, you know, uh, 10 days to leave. And so, you know, it was very bad. He was there. He was dying. So they took me to go and pray for this man. And when we get there, uh, we pray for him. Because this was, they gave him 10 days. And on the ninth day, they got me there to pray for him. So I get there to pray for this man. Uh, we pray for him. When I left, it seemed like nothing, you know, happened. But the next day, they say that the doctors, uh, two days later, they called. You know, the man was still there. And so after uh, like uh, five days, you know, he's starting to feel better. And a few days later, he can, he can stand up. And a few days later, he can walk around. And then he goes back to the, to the, um, to the doctors. They told, me, they told me before I left Mozambique, they, they called me, the pastor, they called me. And said that this man is walking around, you know, no pain, nothing. And so, and then on Friday, I arrived here uh, in California. So I get an email from the pastor and says that he's been, you know, uh, to the doctor. They checked. They can't find that uh, tumor anymore. So our God is good. I'll tell you what happened three weeks ago, the outreach that I did before I came here. So I sent someone, you know, same thing, to go and get permission from the chief of the village. But when we plan the crusades, you know, we pray and lots of things, you know, we fast and pray. And so we're praying for this place, and then I sent someone to go get permission. Now, if you know the, sto- the story, the, the history of Mozambique, for uh, we had a civil war for 17 years. I was born during the war, grew up during the war. And so everywhere except the city of Maputo was the only place that was not affected. But uh, everywhere in the villages. But there was only one village that was not affected. And that village was not affected because of witchcraft. You know, it's a place where they just are very famous of that stuff. And so, you know, um, I sent the person that I sent, I sent to go get permission, get there to, do- to talk to the chief of the village. The chief of the village already knows that we are coming. And so, you know, they tell the, 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 the person that I sent there, and they say, I already know that you are coming. So how do you know, you know? And said, well, the witch doctor came and told me and said not to allow you to come in. And so, but, you know, he could not uh, say no to us. And so he gave us permission. And so a few days later, I go to do the crusade. And when we get there, you know, um, the presence of God was there in this place that for many years, Mozambique, it's well known for, you know, no church, nothing, no, no, no gospel, nothing, just witchcraft. And so, you know, um, when we get there, we, we do the crusade. Many people come, 
people being healed and everything. And, uh, and then they told me that the witch doctor, that uh, famous one, is here. He has just come to the, it's, it's uh, among the people. So I said, well, you know, I'm going to pray. So I started praying, you know, uh, with the mic, and I'm praying and praying and praying, and everyone who is with me is praying, and this witch doctor falls, and the demons start manifesting. And so we cast them out in Jesus' name. And then, uh, you know, she comes back. And so I, I, I talked to her and I said, you know, do you want Jesus in your life? And the witch doctor said yes. And she gave her life to Jesus. And now, she, the next day we had a service there. She comes and brings everything. I have this on video. Everything that she used, you know, for witchcraft and Lots of stuff. Um, and, you know, like uh, bags full of stuff. So she brings it and we burn it in Jesus' name. And when I go, when I go back, uh, end of uh, the month, I go back home and I'm going to baptize this lady. So it's really good. <laughs> And so I shared this story with you because when we talk about the spiritual realm, everyone is like, yeah, yeah, I know that, you know, it's, it's real. But how, how real is it for you? You know, how, how real is it for you? Because, uh, you know, as, as I was saying to you, for, for me as an African, you know, in Africa, you know, um, you grow up knowing that there's a spiritual world, okay? It may not be the good side, you know, it's the bad side, but, you know, we are much aware of it. And so, you know, uh, it happens that, you know, people in the church, they are there, you know, everything, but they are not very aware of the spiritual, you know. And so, for that reason, you know, we are not using what we are supposed to be using. And so, uh, you know, there's many things that we want God to do in our lives. And, you know, you have to do it in the spirit first. And then it will happen in the natural. You know, what happens in the natural has to be like the consequence of what uh, had happened in the spirit, in the spiritual. And so that's the way it is. If you look, Jesus will say, I do what I see my father do which means that Jesus is going to do it here because it's already been done. He saw the Father do it before, and then he, he does it in the natural, you know. And so that's, that's the way, you know, we should be going, you know. And so in, 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 in this way, that's why uh, when we were praying for this crusade, you know, something was already happening in the spirit, you know, the strongholds were down and everything was down. The witch doctor knew that, you know, you know, something is happening before we even get there. You know, so this is real. This is real. So I just want to encourage you, you know, to be in that place where you tune in to the spirit of God. And just uh, walk in, uh, in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. You know, and so... Um, those are the, 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 the encouragement words that I had for you tonight.
Wednesday up here. Yeah. Okay.